Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy podcast, and we're back once again. Myself, Jermaine, and my wonderful co-host, Marky. How are you, Marky? I'm great. How are you? I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. So today we have another episode of The Love Triangle. Oh, that's good. Who is on the chopping block? I mean, in the love triangle today. Well, it's not a who; it's a what. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it by saying there's a there's a quote in Shakespeare by a chap called Hamlet who's musing about the death of his father and other things. And he, he's, he's torn to, what's the word? He's torn to pontificate about life and the universe and particularly homo sapiens. And he has a wonderful quote that goes something like, what a piece of work is man, how infinite in glory. Not sure if you're familiar with this or not, but it's a segment of Shakespeare, obviously. I'm not sure either. Say that again. I'm not sure either. No, I'm saying it is. It is a segment. I may well have heard it. If it's Shakespeare, I may well. Yeah, it's Hamlet. Hamlet. Ah, yeah. So briefly, he's he um, he's he's in the start of the play. He's he's sad that his father's been murdered. And he comes to find out by his uncle, so that the uncle could marry the, his mother. Um, and he's torn. There's a very famous speech where he talks about to be or not to be, you know, whether to kill himself or not. Oh, yeah. And he decides not to because the problem is if he kills himself, he might dream of the very same thing that he's going through now. So, what would be the point? <laughs> but he talks about how infinite and glory human beings are. What a. What a, what a so representation of godliness human beings are. Mm. And it got me thinking. Got me thinking. Why do we live in a world where as a human species we are so destructive and so self-defecating? Why is that the case? And I came to narrow it down to three things, which I'm happy to you to add more if I've missed something out but I thought for love triangle tonight we could talk about which one we would keep of these you know ideally we wouldn't keep any but if we had to keep one which one would we keep and why mm. so our choices are so imagine the thing where we said before where you know I was actually thinking about you know um in the Lord of the Rings. Have you seen or heard or read Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You know where they have to throw the ring into the fires of Mordor? <laughs> right. We're going so to throw, throw the other two. We're going to throw two of these things into the fires of Mordor. <laughs> and we're going to keep one. And we have to discuss which one we're going to keep. So you, me, and a couple other hobbits are going to march along with these three things, and we're going to discuss on the way which one we're going to keep. And the other two we will throw into the fires of Mordor. So here's your choices. Number one, 
Number one is the virus. But the, vi- <laughs> but the virus uh, is a metaphor for, for ill health, for um, one of the most afflicting things to the human uh, p- species, which is, you know, consistently having illnesses and ill health and, and premature death. You can see this is going to be a happy, cheerful podcast tonight. When you say premature death, premature death by whose standard, whose measure? No, by, I mean, illnesses that we could cure if we spent more time and focus on them. Oh, I see like how we haven't managed to find cure or anything for, say, AIDS and cancer, but yet they, yeah. end, let me stop Ex- Exactly that, exactly that. And, and and we might want to also think about even when we have found cures, how long it's taking the human race to do that, and often by accident. Okay. So that's your first one. Number two is the whole field of war of uh, man's inhumanity to man. I can sit there and I can imagine people around the world are going, what did you say man's in the humanity? What about human beings? Or why is it not peoples? Because generally speaking, wars are fought between men. Yes, women are involved. Sometimes they're even fighting. But if it was down to the women, I kind of get the sense that they wouldn't be the kind of wars that we have as men. Mm-hmm. So this is man's deliberate inhumanity and self and it's deliberate destruction of other, other men and women and children. And I find that abhorrent, and I think it should be one of the three things we discuss about throwing into the fires of Mordor. And lastly, greed. The fact that certain people on this planet created a system of finance and the huge disproportion of it so that certain parts of the world wouldn't have as much as one or two individuals might have somewhere else in the world is insane and incredibly stupid. So I thought we could discuss a love triangle about which one of those three we we would keep and which two we'd throw into the fires of Mordor. Any any thoughts, Jermaine? Um, okay, so the choice is between uh, what was it like the, the virus, viruses in general, right? Well, the virus is a metaphor for illness, premature okay. illness. So, so the whole concept of uh, how can I put this? So, so you say we could say, for example, an animal doesn't have the technology or skills or, or medical training to stop itself from becoming uh, or to cure itself from illnesses that it may catch. So, mortality, you're looking to. Uh, it wasn't initially my thoughts, no, not mortality, but I'm talking about curable illnesses. So, okay. for example, a dog may break its leg and have to be put down. I mean, nowadays that's less likely, but but a human being, we, we, we know how to deal with broken legs. We wouldn't put another human being down because it has a broken leg. Hmm. And we've advanced way forward from that, so we've got found cures to so many different things. And yet still today, over 70% of what we research in terms of medical, uh, the medical world, is about war and and and, um, and defence and things like that. It's not about 
the well-being of the human race. Okay, so there's curable diseases, there's mm -hmm. war. And man's inhumanity to man. That wasn't the third one, was it? No, that's part of the second one, that's part of the war. Right. Yeah. Um, man's, man's destruction of fellow man, as in the human race. So, you know, we would happily drop a bomb somewhere if it wasn't with our names on it or, or with our borders on it or our flags on it or whatever. We have no qualms about doing that when we really should. Mm -hmm. And the third one was greed. Because we choose to live in a world where the main interaction between human beings is about finance and material wealth. And mm -hmm. it's lack of equal distribution if you're going to have a system like that which I, I would argue very strongly against but if you're going to have a system like that to not distribute it fairly is kind of insane but those are the three choices this is quite an interesting one because in some way they the, the other two are connected to greed um, but they're driven. all into they're all interconnected driven they're by all... greed greed is not really it doesn't really fit in terms of, I think greed would happen. Uh, okay, let's let's pull back a little bit. Um, let's go with the other two. Okay, curable diseases, illnesses, etc. And <coughs> war. Um, which one would I get rid of? Right. I want to. I just want to explain to you that the, I, I put the third one in because it's the currency of what we use to get by on the planet um, which is also causing the death and destruction so all three are, are of an equal parallel that's why I chose the three of them. Mm -hmm. now you might say greed is affects the other two but so does so does war and so does and so does uh, health so they're all interrelated you can't say they're not interrelated they're all heavily interrelated for example, war is bad for health. That's it's, kind of like it's kind of like a chicken and egg scenario, isn't it? It is, and, and that's why I want war or right. greed, or war. Right. And 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 I and that's why I want to discuss it. And I, and I do believe that we should discuss the chicken and egg on a later podcast. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yes, it's deliberately a chicken and egg situation. I, th I think that's very important. Um, okay, so if I was to get rid of one, yeah. Um, so talk me through what you're thinking. Are we getting rid of them? Of we get rid of two of them. We're only keeping one. Okay, so we're going to get rid of two. So talk me through what you're thinking, if you don't mind. Okay, so my thinking is that if we get rid of greed, it kind of reduces or eliminates the necessity or drive for the other two. Okay, I just want to be clear with you here. When you're getting rid of greed, you're actually getting rid of all forms of finance and material wealth. Right, so if It's not as simple as saying greed. You've got to actually get rid of the, the currency of money, the currency of gold, all of those things, yeah. But we're talking about these three here. Um, yeah, but so I'm saying if, greed... If I were to consider the second one which was war okay if we get rid of war right that means that there's more funds for it well theoretically right if we if we keep funds if we keep funds you're right <clears throat> yeah um 
it means that people aren't dying. Also, it means that, you see, the thing is, is that there is a whole, it's a whole institution in itself. There's so many people involved in it. And it's not just the soldiers, it's the people that make the weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull them all together. These, like, these, this is, I would imagine, hundreds, thousands of jobs. Yeah, yeah, totally. These people would then be out of a job. So you could you could argue that about all of the all of the areas we're talking about, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm yeah, saying, you know, you're not. That's not going to be the factor, really. Especially this kind of thing, I would imagine, with some of the roles, anyway. And before you throw away war, just bear in mind that the first argument about war is we have the right to defend ourselves. So even we see every conflict around the world, they go, "I have the right to defend myself." Well, you know, uh, you know, for example, if someone was burgling your house you have the right to shoot them you know this is the standard argument for warfare is we are protecting what we've got not attacking someone else even though in a lot of cases they are that's not the point the point is that the first discussion you're going to have with people is they're going to feel why are you taking away my right to defend myself what a very different world that would be <coughs> indeed indeed indeed, um, indeed. and the first one, curable diseases. Ooh. Hold on, before you go to curable, can I just ask you a question? Go on, quickly. Sorry, that was on the clock. I don't okay. want to lose the thought. Yeah, but this is, we, you started with this one, so I want to quickly ask you a question about it. Why do we attack each other? On what? a global scale or on a human but on any level on any level because because we like to think that we're above animals you know people often say we're no longer like animals i don't really think that we are i think that we're very much in sync with animals right right fine. Have a a a way of polishing the veneer to make it look like we're a lot more advanced no if you say that then then i 100 percent accept what you're saying i just didn't understand the argument that people give to me that we're above animals because you know we're not savage like them and yet the next minute they're defending <laughs> savagery so i don't quite get the logic of that it's, it always confused me about the human race where they have that double standard that that kind of um dichotomy between not being animals and yet acting like animals in the same breath so it's very confusing insult to animals yeah no no we're acting like animals no i agree listen i'm not i'm not by no means am I <laughs> attacking animals i'm much more attacking human beings when i say things like that. but what i'm saying to you is animals attack for two reasons if they're hungry or if they're afraid mm -hmm. yeah that's it you know when you go to safari parks and things like that the only two reasons animals attack are they're hungry or they're or they're, or they're scared of something Human beings find a multiple of reasons to do that. For example, envy. You know, so mm -hmm. you have to say that we we have taken attacking our fellow species to a different level. Oh, for sure. So okay, so go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to be clear about that because it, it's something that always confused me why people say that, and on the other hand, then take it to an nth degree more than animals would. So. Um, Go, go to, I said. No, no, no. You you didn't oh, okay. finish the topic. I just didn't know why you hadn't raised it in the topic. So you were going to talk about health. Sorry, you were going to talk about health then. Yeah, and, curable diseases. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, if we got rid of curable diseases. <laughs> you see, this is the funny dynamic about all of this because you see if we got rid of curable diseases, that yeah. would then put more pressure 
on those of us who are of working age, so to speak. It would put pressure on the those of those who are of pension age, pressure on but like we'd have to remodel the whole system to accommodate for bear with me. For how this new reimagined world would work. Okay, but you would have to you'd have to reshape it anyway, because if you're no longer But if we if we could only just get rid of that one thing, like literally, if we could, if it was an object and we could pick it up off the table and throw it out the window, yep. What would that be like? Ugh, okay, this this is a really interesting one. Um, Which one? Or or. Mm, mm. I would go ahead with war. You throw war into Mordor, into the fires of Mordor. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead with that. I, I think I'd have to agree with you because I can't. I've never understood the sense of war, like the the common sense of it. it you know, when we were tribal, when we lived thousands of years ago in caves, you could understand it. You know, like another cave comes and attacks you. Obviously, you're going to try and defend yourself. We live in a time now where we don't need to do that. We, in theory, we've reached an intellectual level where we don't need to do those things. <laughs> And yet some members of the society still feel the need to actually go out and practice um, harmful mm -hmm. actions to each other mm -hmm. because they don't think that they're being real if they're not. Mm. Um, but I think we could get past that. And I, th I would have to agree with you that, that I'd like to think we could throw war into um, the fires of, of Mordor with the, pre with the PS note on it that if we were attacked by... People from another planet, that's different. Because <laughs> we wouldn't know what their motives are. So until we knew what their motives are, we, we do have the option to open the old cellar door where we hid war and, and take it well, out. No, we've thrown it into the fire. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry. We'd have to so... recreate it. We'd have to recreate it on a different level. You're right. But we could do it as a human race, which would be interesting because we, we very rarely do anything as a human race. Interesting. And the few things that we do, we do in in, in very um, sectioned competitive manners, like Olympics, for example. So you put people in sections and you make it competitive. But we very rarely do things as a human race, even with something as simple as the environment, trying to solve that issue around the environment. We can't seem to do it as a human race. And I'm not sure why that is. But there you go. So you've made a good choice. That's so we're down to two now, Jermaine, and this is way more interesting because now we've got a straight out um, tug of war for this last one. So what are you thinking? Tell me what your thought processes are. Okay. Um, you know what? You go first on this one. Oh, Jermaine, where's your go fun? On. Where's your go sense of fun? Back. Let's take it in turns. I go can't any, get any sense of. of um, trivial humour out of it if I go first. Oh, why not? Because I want to enjoy your um, MMA with it, first of all. My you know what? what? MMA? Go I'm ahead. Thinking, you know what that is, don't you? MMA? Mixed what, Martial that? Arts. 
Oh, right, okay. I want to see you... What it actually means. I thought you were doing that thing where you make up words. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wanted to see how you tackle it with a mixed martial art approach, which one you would bring down first, so to speak. So I was quite curious to see how you tackle it. I mean, I'm going to... I'll chirp in with things, but I wanted to see how you tackle it because it's quite intrigued because I spent a couple of hours thinking about this. So I've kind of like... Um, I've kind of thought it oh, to, right. the okay. to the floor already. I'm just curious how you tackle it. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's incurable diseases or greed that yeah. we need to get rid of. Yeah. Now, if we get rid of incurable diseases, greed will find some other way to manifest itself. It well, you haven't, you haven't got rid of greed because don't forget, you know, the, the lack of equal distribution of everything on the planet still exists yeah. if you've got greed. So, so you so haven't got rid of greed. Um, I'm talking about incurable diseases. If we get rid of incurable diseases, greed is just going to reign supreme. Um, but yeah. if we get rid of greed, then incurable diseases, I would imagine, would perhaps not diminish, but certainly reduce. Um, I think there's a good chance they'd, they'd pretty much diminish. If you think about it logically, if you could spend all of your time and energy, I mean, aside from your leisure, and things like that because it comes back to the thing you said before about you'd have a lot more people who'd be alive on the planet and how would we accommodate them all you know we'd have to find a new system to accommodate people which is a thing called cooperation and sharing mm -hmm. and if we do that then we, we can pretty much accomplish anything i would imagine it goes against all the things that we work by at the moment every standard that we use at the moment we'd have to return on this head almost because even when they talk about nice things like kindness and help and love it tends to be a commercial enterprise. It doesn't tend to be a realistic, you know, a, a true, a true discovery of the word of what we're talking about. And to take something like today, like Father's Day, it's a commercial enterprise. It's not really, uh, you know, a shining thing of love. <laughs> Individuals take it to mean that, but I'm saying the system uses it as a means of financial gain. It doesn't. You know, if, if, if how would Father's Day work if we said? But with, but you don't have to show any financial whatsoever around it. <laughs> My guess is it just it just be dropped. It'd be dropped as quickly as it as it was taken on board. And all of these things, Chris. Like ESL. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Although in I hear fact, it, can we throw the ESL in there as well? Well, I hear emergencies of it coming back at the moment. So today they're starting oh. to say it's re-emerging as the clear. Um, but I, I I put it like this to you. Um, how long have we had Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, Independence Day, um, Thanksgiving Days, all these things? How long have we had all of these? Like if you put some of the, uh, Probably only just like a couple hundred years. Yeah, out of, a, out of how many years' existence on the planet? Oh, millions, I'm sure. Yeah, so we're not really that attached to them as we think we are, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> They're pretty much a new toy that we've got, you know. So, okay, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not holding my breath that we keep them forever. I'm just saying that, you know, at the moment they, they serve part of the, of the greed, the greed <laughs> conundrum. So, we're on the way to Mordor. We've thrown, we've thrown one of the three things we had to throw into the fires. Mm-hmm. Sam's just had a sandwich, so we can come back and do, throw the last one in. So what's your choice, Jermaine? Well, how are you narrowing this down now? It's 
So we have a choice between terrible diseases and greed. Ah, now, which one am I? It's a really tough one because they all yeah, I, I, I acknowledge it's a tough one. Also, I, I wonder how you would feel about if we made you the president of the planet Earth how you'd go about explaining to people how and why we should drop both of those concepts. So it'd be easy to throw one in if we knew that the rest of the planet was then ready to take on board changing the shape of the last one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you'd do that if I made you president of the planet. I'd, I'd prefer the, the, uh, the title Supreme Leader. It, as president of the planet, you can choose whatever title you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. You're in charge. Well, that's a minor. Surely that's a minor detail, isn't it? Isn't that a minor detail? I don't know. Well, we'll call you Fred. I'm sure. I, if I was president of the planet, it certainly would be. I think if we're going to change your name from president of the planet to supreme leader, then you have to change your name from Jermaine to Russell. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, um, so okay, so back to the task in hand. Do I throw away incurable diseases or do I throw away greed? I hmm, which one do I like? One of these we've got to. Keep. It's not just the phone. Why you've got to have a valid reason of why you're doing it as well. I know, but it's it's. I've got to have a reason to throw away. You can't one just go. Well, I don't know. I'm feeling frustrated like, with both. I'm going to throw one away. That's if, not going to work. If I, okay, if I throw incurable diseases away, green greed is still here. If I throw greed away, incurable, mm, right, I would throw th greed away. I would throw greed away. Okay, can you explain why? That means, we're, that means at the moment we're keeping incurable diseases. And I, yeah, I think that incurable Sorry, curable. Diseases. Sorry, curable, not incurable. We're keeping curable diseases. Oh, yes, curable, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah. So... What's your thinking behind that? I would throw away greed because I think that by throwing away greed, it would open. You know what? I think it would cancel out curable diseases anyway. We'd, we'd figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but um, I like what you're thinking. But can you just explain how that? How, what you mean by that? So, how, break that down a little bit for for the, the listeners. Greed is behind all of that, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah, behind, but explain. So, explain how would we would read? It's behind the reason why. <laughs> excuse me, these organizations yeah. haven't managed to figure out how to cure some of these diseases, which would be curable if they actually did what they did for the pandemic and actually came together and unified. Correct. Um, if they, if we, if I was to get rid of greed, it would eradicate that. It's like um, <laughs> Boris Johnson's but comment about the reason why this happened. He was absolutely yeah. right. Can we have that in writing that you've agreed with Boris Johnson? I've agreed with the statement that he made, not with him. You've agreed with his statement, is what I'm saying. There, there is a, there is a, there is a, 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 a distinction there. I hear, I hear the distinction, but it's still, I still you know like him. I think sometimes you need to kind of, not that you need to, but I think sometimes Ooh. you can agree with your enemy. Okay. To their own self be true. Fair enough. Um, so, 
hold on. Can I just be very clear with you here? If we're getting rid of greed, we're getting rid of money and all the transactions we use to separate people. Okay, You're okay, okay with that, are you? Sounds great. All right, okay, cool. I just want to be clear, that's all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this, but I just think uh, we need to be clear about what we're saying. Oh, don't be with me on this. Oh, please go for curable disease. No, no, I'm not 100% with you because, I, I, you know, <laughs> at the moment you're still not fully convinced me of how you're dealing with, incur with curable diseases. I think... I mean, I understand your logic, but I, mm -hmm. I still don't see what you're saying about it. So, you know, if you can imagine for a moment you've achieved your goals, how are you tackling curable diseases? And here's the thing. I think that greed underpins the other two. So if we took away greed, yeah, it smashes the whole system, really, because it's greed is pretty much woven. If we right. take away greed, there's no need for people to want, want, want. Yeah, correct, correct. But, but I still need to know how countries over some oil or no, you're right. You're hundred percent right. Cannabis or whatever it might be. No, you're hundred percent correct. But how then will we get people to be motivated enough to look at researching into curing illnesses we know we can cure? Because they'll do it out of the goodness of their heart. Because well, at the moment, know. that's not what we've, they've been taught as a human race. At the moment. You're absolutely right. But what we've done is got rid of greed. But by getting rid of greed, it actually gets rid of that necessity, okay. that desire, that motivation. Yeah, you're to right. To make something out of something, to make money out of something. So people are doing it purely for the human race. You're right. But what time span do you think that would take? <laughs> if you'd have said that at the start. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, what time span do you think it would take to... I don't know. No, not getting rid of the, the, not getting rid of the two we've got rid of, but the bit about getting people to open up their kindness of their heart, which at the moment they've, they've closed and locked away in the secret cellar. Well, how would you get them to open it up? What would, how long that would that process take, do you think? I don't know. I suppose it depends on how long it takes this, was it a volcano of, of Mordor or something? Yeah. Um, when we, when we throw it into the, the fires, uh, of, yeah, the, the fires, um, how long does it take to, to eradicate whatever it is that it's attached it to? It does that straight, it does that straight away because the fires and water are the hottest thing that, that we know of. So okay. it will do it immediately. But that doesn't mean but that people automatically. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, but greed as in the unequal distributions of things. But it doesn't mean that people then know how to deal with a world without that. It's, it's just two different things. Getting rid of it is one thing, but getting uh, uh, the, the, the psyche to understand we don't have it anymore is quite another thing. You're right. I think what? that, that would Can be I have that right? That's, you've agreed I, with Boris and me tonight. This is getting I, ridiculous. I think that would be a fair analysis. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I just asked you what time span you're thinking of. That, however, you know, you're like, moving the goalposts. No, I'm not, because <laughs> I'm just... I'm not because, I'm not because I'm of what I'm thinking we could get rid of it when we throw it in and that yeah, no, it's gone. It, it's part of it, but... What, no, I'm not... Listen, it doesn't detract from what you're saying at all. I just wanted an, a sense of how how long you think that task would take. Like, for example, if you said we want to stop racism, we want to stop sexism, 
you could do that within a generation because the next generation comes along you don't teach the hatred and the and the and the, and the uh, segregation that you do at the moment so you could change that within one generation mm-hmm. so for example let's take uh, the idea that uh, under sexism so many words that we use uh, in in our lives are weighted toward men like mankind and humanity and things like that so if you took out the word humanity and you replaced it with the word cow cowslip that works fine once in the, the next generation have no problem learning that instead of the word for humanity yeah yeah that'd be really confusing so we'd be no, referring to each other as flat that's actually quite beautiful poetic well, it, but also the flower the idea of how you've learned about flowers isn't how the next generation will learn about we teach right. we teach the generations like Sesame Street will say instead of saying mankind it will say cowslip so kids will learn it <laughs> like they learn everything else so it will take a generation so I'm, I'm saying to you how long do you think it will teach humanity how long will it take to teach humanity that they don't need to work by greed and, and selfishness that they can work with kindness and and the word humanity <laughs> or cowslip they can work by cowslip how long would it take them to understand that to learn that wow um, it would take some time I, good excellent oh, you've, it would take some time I me. would say maybe uh, I think it, it would be a process for sure Maybe five years, maybe? That might be a bit too long. If it was down to me, I'd probably say about two years. I think Um, so. Ambitious. Very, very rigorous structure, infrastructure into picking that. Um, But, yeah, that's... How long do you think it would take? I think it's extremely ambitious to think we'd do it in less than anything, anything less than 20 years. Wow. I'm not saying that couldn't be done. I'm saying, you know, it, it, it depends. Look, it depends on, on how you learn these things. You know, we've had people in the past with great lessons to, to, for humanity that we could learn so much from. And we still haven't learned from those lessons. So even though we had great teachers, we didn't learn enough from it. So if you take someone like Martin Luther King talking about, you know, human beings being able to relate to each other, not based on things like color. Even today, we haven't learned that. And his, he was a very, very clear and precise teacher. Some of us haven't learned that. Well, enough, enough, to, make small, it, enough to make it a problem. A minority, though. No, I'd say it's a, a large enough minority to make it a problem. Hmm. Yeah, like it, it's, not, it's not so trivial at this stage that we could say it's more or less not uh, uh, something worth discussing. It's still something we would discuss because it's still not been sorted in the way it should have been. Even racism's born on a a form of greed as well. So that would slowly be eradicated. Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Even things like, even if you think about it, even things like rape and and, uh, domestic violence, all of them are based on greed. Yes, absolutely. But, but, But we would have to be looking at how long it takes the human race to change from that <laughs> and I think I think five years is that ambitious 
I think it is quite ambitious and I'd like to think that it wouldn't work out like the UN's model for um, <laughs> what was it? Why are you spoiling this by bringing the UN into this? Why are you spoiling it? <laughs> no, because they, they have this target that they just keep moving. Yeah, well, they have the target. They've had the target since 1945. It just they changed the years. So, and so, and to be fair, so have most governments. So, it, you go around the world, most governments want to eradicate poverty or homelessness or drug abuse. Isn't that like around the end of the Second World War? Yeah, that's that's why the United Nations started was because of the Second World War. Right. They've kept themselves in business. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, we do, don't forget, we're getting rid of business, so that's not a problem for us. Right, right. And as long as they're in business, we're in business. <laughs> I love your logic. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're staying with five, five years. years? I'm going to stick with five years. I think okay. I would be able to pull together a team um, people across the planet now you're thinking about how like we came imagine, like how we came together for the virus right within months we had uh, the vaccine available are you telling me that we could ooh, could we create a vaccine to vaccinate everybody against greed you probably could yeah you could do a vaccine against anything but I want to remind you of a story um, Mogadishu the capital of Somalia, without proper governments and everything, and without the West being involved, when the leadership of, of Mogadishu, I think it was Said Barry, when he was um, displaced, for about 10 to 20 years, 15 different warlords surrounded Mogadishu and mm -hmm. were odds to try and conquer it. So I'm not sure just because you get rid of the concepts of greed, that you get rid of people wanting to step into the vacuum, into the vacuum that you create. So what what would then be created if greed was eradicated? Well, it depends who, who's in charge and what they put in place. So, so what, what I'm saying is, if you get it's not going to be greed, though, is it? No, because we've got rid of that. No, but but you create a vacuum as well because okay, like when the Soviet Union fell. And you ended up with a vacuum of, of it turns into petty terror, petty um, criminality, and and uh, sort of mafia behaviour. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I hope no one sues me for that. Please, Russia, don't see it as a slight on your otherwise wonderful country. Um, but but they they turned to these things because there was a vacuum, there was a void in what was going on in the country at the time. So people do that when they can't see a solution to where where they're at if you know what I mean. So if it looks like the situation is going to get worse than it was before or or they can't see how them and their family are going to get by, they turn to other means. So it depends on how quickly you as a supreme leader can put things in place across the world so they don't need to do that. <laughs> I love the way that you said that. <laughs> that you as a supreme leader I was like wait oh oh me <laughs> yeah you got to take some responsibility Jermaine you are the world leader <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh that's crazy um yeah okay so we have ended up keeping curable diseases wow um, by default really I think but by, by, by default and I thought your logic for it was was uh unchallengeable unchallengeable in that, that you were right to suggest that if we get rid of greed, 
that there's a very good chance we can focus on curing those things. So it was it was a, it was a logical conclusion, and it mm-hmm. works well because if you do get rid of the other two, if you don't have wars, you don't have to spend seventy percent of your budget on on defenses and all that sort of nonsense, like the Star Wars program and things like that. And mm-hmm. if you get rid of greed, then you don't need to mis misdistribute money and, and resources so that you can right. actually do it properly. So you're right. I mean, your logic is faultless. It's probably why you're the supreme leader because you have faultless logic there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we've kind of tackled it, really. I mean, the fires of Mordor are burning incredibly large tonight because a huge amount of stuff's been tipped into their into their furnace but for, for good reasons and, and with logic and you've got to say that the world's a better place because of that I agree with that mm. wow what an episode <clears throat> what an exploration um, is there anything else that you'd like to no I think that, that was it really I, I just thought it would be fitting if you're going to take on the role of supreme leader for you to close with a, your final statement um, so that uh, people can understand what to look forward to mm. so we have ended today's love triangle the choices were war greed and curable diseases. I think we were calling them incurable diseases at some point. At the, at the <laughs> beginning we were, but we've, we moved yeah. on from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll be getting rid of incurable diseases to what? Bring back. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have then got rid of war and we've got rid of greed, which leave curable diseases as our unwelcome La- guest yes yeah. our last fight should we say time. um yeah. we are then putting into place a plan well i would be putting into place a plan to get rid of greed within five years and um, marky would be putting in place a plan to get rid of greed within is it 20 years well i'll just be helping you whatever you tell me to do i'll be doing <laughs> awesome so that leaves us in a state of wonder it leaves me in a state of wonder for sure um curable diseases with us the remainder of time who knows maybe maybe we can eradicate them eventually once we've got well we've we've eradicated diseases that even 20 years ago people would have thought was impossible to get rid of so there's no doubt that we can And, and sorry, it's also not to say that nature won't come up with other diseases for us because, like the virus, um, nature has a funny way of um, seeking the weaknesses of all species. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no doubt there will be other things that will crop up. But, but if we're working as a human race, I'm sure we can find much better solutions than we do at the moment. Mm. I mean, you think about it logically. If someone, if one of your friends, relatives, or someone you knew had cancer, it, it must be soul-destroying to know that we, if we actually put money and resources and time and, and, and research into it, we could actually cure it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the, at the moment, what would happen is um, 
it would, if it does get done, it will be done through private companies who will then charge the earth for for you to buy the medication to stop that happening. Mm. So it's just so badly done. You know, you wouldn't run a family like you run the world response to these kind of illnesses. You just wouldn't. You know, if your if your if your child had cut its leg, you wouldn't say, "I'll tell you what, I'll save up and see by the end of the week if I can get a plaster." It's just not how you deal with things. So there we have it. Curable disease is here with us to stay for a, at least a short period of time. I say, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the love triangle. Curable diseases, war, and greed, with curable diseases being the unlikely winner. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the winner, it's the thing we kept. Yeah. The other two we threw away. Um, uh, it's like we've created a fellowship of, of the reconstruction of the human race. to quote a sort of Tolkien sort of edge on it. We, we created a fellowship of the reconstruction of the human race. Mm. What a wonderful way to reimagine the whole world. Civilization as we know it, being completely remapped into this new sphere of existence. Well, you've, you've got to wonder in the 21st century why that hasn't been the case. Because, you know, we, we've... We've gone past the age of enlightenment where we actually saw the difference between the dark times and light times. And now, well, we went through the processes of it. I'm not saying we're fully through. And and you and I did a podcast a while ago. We did a podcast where we talked about a lot of the thinking of that day and age and how it was expected to kick on and we haven't kicked on. And that's a lot to do with people spending so much time and energy and money and resources to keep themselves way better off than everyone else. Mm. So if we take someone like Elon Musk, no, not to pick on him, you can have any other name you want, but if you take someone like him, um, spend so much money so that he stays in the position of having so much money. That's his contribution to the human race. People will say, well, it's rockets going in space and all these things and, and Google and what, what. But actually, no, his real contribution is he just wanted to sit on a pile of money. And you can say that about all the others as well, all the other billionaires and trillionaires that we have on the planet they're all quite content to sit on piles of money rather than helping the human race with things that could be curable just because they're scared of losing all they have but most people don't have anything left to lose Mm. wow incredible incredible wow I think that's all we've got time for today. I think it's uh, something to consider, something to uh, to have a little think about. Which ones would you get rid of and which would you end up keeping? It's quite an unfortunate situation to be in, really. However, we've made a choice and uh, there we are with curable diseases that is all we've got time for on the curious anarchy podcast today the love triangle with war greed and curable diseases i have been jermaine 
And I've not been Jermaine. I've just been Marky. So uh, we're going to say goodnight from me, Marky, and the Supreme Leader, Jermaine. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Please stay tuned for more. We have another episode of the Wellbeing series being released. Mm, great. Um, yesterday, but time this comes out. Um, so look out for that. Um, we also have more Stargazers and Brunch with Naomi Osaka and mm. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And ooh, by exclusive invitation only. And the long walk to Awakening, indeed, indeed. Please go and check out the uh, the interview that we did for the last TLWTA with Mariana Zappi. Oh yeah, that was amazing. I just so, want to give a quick message out to those people, and I know there's loads of people out there who suffer from things like insomnia uh, or, or are struggling to make sense of their mental health. If you're struggling with all those things, just to let you know, we have over 110 episodes of, of uh, Curious Anarchy. Um, so I'm sure that could at least help take your mind off a lot of these things and focus it on things that would make you wonder about everything so you know it's there if you want it awesome thank you all so much much appreciated much love and adoration thank you for all for tuning in and for supporting the curious anarchy podcast um please check out the twitter and instagram at underscore wow. curious anarchy and uh, follow up we are beginning to get moving with the campaign so please check out the links and donate to the cause through the link thank you so much it's been very special appreciate your time happy father's day happy father's day indeed good morning good afternoon good evening and good night